All right, good morning. I tell you, I've enjoyed the singing. It's wonderful to be outside and and to be uh, with God's people and seeing the songs and the outdoors. I'm thankful that we currently uh, have that freedom to do that, and we should always pray that we can always have that freedom. Uh, thanks again to the church for having us. I tell you, you've made it very uh, wonderful for us. We've had a great time, uh, fellowship, appreciate the food. Uh, thanks for the great big gift bag with all the goodies in it. Uh, thanks for the generous love offering, all of that. Uh, has just been wonderful. And we are very grateful for the opportunity uh, to be with you. And uh, pray that we have been at least somewhat of an encouragement to you. Um, so pray for us today as we leave, uh, after we eat. We're not going to leave before we eat. Uh, so after we go back to church and eat, uh, we'll leave after that. And I wouldn't want to miss that. Um, but uh, it's been been so good to be here. Appreciate your pastors and such encouragement to me. And uh, if you're here visiting uh, the outdoor services, maybe for the first time or visiting, I want to encourage you if you live in this area and you're looking for a church, you're not going to find a, a better church, uh, people that will love you, that want to really worship God in spirit and in truth. Um, I don't know everybody here, so I don't know who's maybe coming by or dropping in. So, um so if you're looking for somewhere that wants to preach the Word of God, that wants to be true to the Lord, the Scriptures, that wants to try to do things right, it's not about show, it's really about worshiping God and trying to do what's right before the Lord. Um, I tell you, you won't find a better group of people and a pastor, so I want to encourage you to do that if you're here. Um, open your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles, you have a pamphlet. In your blue pamphlet, you have... Uh, the scripture text already there, uh, Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, and we want to read from verses 13 uh, down to verse 27, uh, Matthew 7 verse 13 uh, down to verse 27. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, whereby by their fruits you shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, 
and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Uh, my message is entitled, Righteousness from the Inside Out. Let's pray again. Father, help us as we seek to present your word. I pray that you would help us to focus, Lord, on the word of God that's being taught and preached. And help us, Lord, to take it into our hearts. I pray for any lost in our presence that do not know Jesus. Uh, that they would trust him today and see that all of their righteousness is nothing without Christ. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. As we just read this passage, I want you to just kind of glance back at it and take notice of the many contrasts in this passage. Uh, we find that there is the straight or narrow way, and then there is the broad and wide way. Uh, the, the first leads to life, the other leads to destruction. There are good trees that produce good fruit, and there are corrupt trees that bring forth evil fruit. There is the house on the rock, and there is the house on the sand. There is the wise man, and there is the foolish man. There is the one who obeys the sayings of Jesus, and there is the one who does not. There are two different people that are being spoken of throughout this passage. There is the one that goes the broad way. They are the bad trees that produce corrupt fruit. They are foolish, not obeying the words of Jesus, and their life is built on the sand. And then there is the one who goes the narrow way. They are the good trees that produce good fruit, who are wise and obeying the words of Jesus and are building their life on the rock. Today, you are in one of those two places. Today, you are one of those two people. You need to know today whether you stand uh, on the rock or whether you stand on the sand. And why do you need to know this? Well, as the text reveals to us, there is coming a day when people are going to stand before the Lord and they shall give account to Him. And there will be many in that day that will think that they are okay because they call Him Lord. But yet, when you look at what their opinion was, we find that they thought more of themselves than they did the Lord. In their own opinion, they called their works wonderful. Even though they did things in the name of Jesus, they seemed to think an awful lot of themselves. And yet Jesus will look at them and will profess to them that He never knew them. And all of those wonderful works that they thought that they had done, Jesus is going to say to them that they didn't do wonderful works, but rather they had worked iniquity. Now the one that enters in at the straight gate is headed for destruction, or the wide gate, rather, is headed for destruction. They are going to be vulnerable to false prophets, and false teachings. They are going to remain corrupt within that corrupt tree. And they will only bring forth evil fruit. The one that enters in at the straight gate and walks the narrow way, they will be able to recognize false prophets and false teachings. They are going to be the good trees, righteous within. And they will be able to bring forth good fruit, righteousness on the outside. Now hopefully by the end of this message you will know if you are a good tree or a bad tree. Listen, you want to be the good tree. 
Because a bad tree that does not bear fruit is hewn down and is said to be cast into the fire. So let us begin by asking a question that will hopefully can help you to look within and look at this passage and know if you truly are the foolish man or you are the wise man. Let's ask this question as we look at these verses. What is this narrow way that the Scriptures speak of? What is this narrow way that is said to lead to life? Well, the narrow way that leads to life is the way of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus very clearly has told us in John chapter 14 that He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life, and that no man comes unto the Father but by Him. This is why the way is narrow. This is why the way to the Father is narrow. Is because there's only one way to the Father in heaven. On my way here, there was actually many ways that the GPS wanted to get me here. And I chose the long way because I was stingy and I didn't want to pay the tolls. And I think I paid the price in another way because it took me a lot longer to get here. But there were many routes, many ways in which I could arrive at my destination. And that's nice to have those choice and those options and such. But listen, there's only one direct path to the Father in heaven. Only one. And that is through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul makes it clear in Romans that we must have the righteousness of Christ imputed to us by faith in order for us to be made right with God. The Bible very clearly teaches that there's only one way to heaven, and that is through Christ alone, through faith alone, and through grace alone. Every other way that seeks to make the way to heaven fits into the wide gate and the broad way that leads to destruction. Every other way is the false way proclaimed by false prophets. I like what John MacArthur simply stated. He said, all false religions have their own diversities, but all false religions agree in taking a position opposite the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, there is one way, the right way, the way of Jesus, the way of faith in His death for your sin, His burial, and His resurrection for your salvation. And there's only that way, and there's no other way, and any other religion apart from grace through Christ alone is destruction, it's, it's end. And this is why that the world really hates true biblical Christianity, because it is not inclusive of all religions. The way of salvation does not include any path that you may choose or sincerely walk in. It's narrow because there's only one truth. Jesus is the way and the truth. There is not your truth and my truth as a cultural the culture would proclaim, but there's only one way and one truth, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the way and the truth, and only through Him are you led into the life. Only when we come to faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior will we then be able to produce good fruit. All the fruit that comes from those that are walking the broad way, any other way other than the Gospel, will produce, good, will produce corrupt fruit. It will be works of iniquity. 
that will not stand in the day of judgment, as the testing of the Lord will reveal that that life was truly built upon itself and upon its own righteousness, which is nothing but sand. Now secondly, the thing I wanted you to notice, other than I dropped my phone, Secondly, I want to state this. The narrow way that we just spoke of creates a change within. The narrow way creates a change within. Jesus makes it clear that the good tree brings forth good fruits. Now to give more clarity to what Jesus said there, listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 33-35. through 35. He said, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. He called the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. You see, there has to be a change within man that must take place. He must become that good tree in order to bring forth good fruit. Jesus used this analogy of a tree and fruit to teach that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. When you come to faith in Jesus Christ and you experience that new birth and God gives you a new heart, then can you begin to produce things that are truly good. You see, the problem with man today is not the bad fruit he produces. The problem with man is the bad heart he possesses. Man is born with an unrighteous nature, so all the fruit that comes forth from that nature is corrupt and evil. And until he receives a new nature that is born again by the Spirit of God, he will never produce any good fruit. But when we have become partakers of a new nature that is in Christ, we will then be able to produce good fruit before God. When the Holy Spirit comes within, He produces righteousness then on the outside. You know, many times when people try to help other people to try to change or to better themselves, they just try to get them to quit doing bad things, or you need to quit doing evil things or corrupt things. But people need more than that. What people need is not a reformation on the outside. They need a transformation on the inside. To try to do that is like to take a tree that has fruit that is, that is corrupt and to just pluck those, that fruit off and then just tape up some other fruit that looks really good. It might look great temporarily, but that tree is still going to produce bad fruit. People might just try to change on the outside temporarily, but until you have a change on the inside through the faith and the gospel of Jesus Christ and being born again of the Spirit of God, you will never produce any good thing in the sight of God. You see, the good things a Christian do is because of Christ within them. It's because of the Holy Spirit within them. We should do good things, but those things do not save us. They are a result of the salvation that we possess within us of being born again by the Spirit of God and coming to faith in Jesus Christ. People must be born again by God's Spirit. They need to receive the righteousness of Christ within, and then, and only then, can they produce good fruit on the outside. 
fruits such as love and joy and peace and long-suffering and goodness and meekness and self-control. And our world needs some self-control. Our world needs some purity. Our world needs to change. But the change we need to see in the world is a change that must come within us and start in us. A narrow way. It is narrow because it demands a change within. Now the third thing I want you to consider from the Word of God is that being religious on the outside and learning to say the right words does not mean that necessarily you have had a change within. We see that in verses 21 through 23 where Jesus talks about those who will call Him Lord, Lord shall not may not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone that says that. Now we should call Jesus Lord because He is Lord. But just because you say it with your lips does not mean that you have Him in your heart and that you have truly surrendered unto Christ within. And that's what we see in these represented here. So Jesus said that there will be many that will say, Lord, Lord, that will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Making a profession of faith, just saying that Jesus is Lord is not where it's at. Now as Christians, we should refer to Christ as Lord. He is the Lord of our salvation and He is the Lord of our life. He's the one we live for. He's the one we submit to. He's the one we love and want to obey. But listen, there's going to be many that will have lived a very religious life that will stand before Jesus who will think that they are okay with Him. And these people have a very high opinion of their works and of themselves. And they look at their own works before God and they say, look at my wonderful works. The works they did they even did them in the name of Jesus. Listen, there are many who under the name of Jesus, who use the name of Christ, who would look at themselves and call themselves wonderful and their works wonderful. And yet the Lord will say to them, to those people, you have worked iniquity. Listen, if, you've not, if you have not entered in through the narrow way, if you have not trusted in Christ alone as your only hope, and you have not had a change of heart within, and now... You truly des- and, and, and you do not desire the righteousness of Christ within, then listen, then all of your outward works, no matter how good and wonderful they may appear, they are no good. They are corrupt before God. Look at these religious people who are laboring under the name of Jesus. What is it that they are missing when you look at the Word of God? What are they missing? Well, look at what Jesus says to them. They are missing a relationship with Him. Jesus said to them, I never knew you. There was never a relationship that was formed between them and Christ. You know, many times you may hear a Christian say, it's not about religion, it's about a relationship. And how true that is. We must be brought into a relationship with Jesus first. And then, as we follow our Lord, we will produce works that will be good. If you are here today, and you have yet to repent of your sins and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have yet to be born of God's Spirit, so that you may now be able to call God as your Father, if you have yet to believe upon Christ and receive His righteousness by faith, then know this. All your religious effort will be to no avail. You cannot go to God's house enough. 
here on earth to take you to the Father's house. You cannot be baptized and then that take you to glory to see the water of life. You cannot do enough good works down here on earth so that you may serve the Lord in heaven forever. You cannot give enough to the poor so that you may inherit eternal riches. Now listen, God's people should do good works. And they should go to church. And they should follow the Lord in baptism. They should do things like give to the poor. But none of those things can make you right with God. None of those things can wash away your sin. No amount of religious service can cleanse and make any of us whole. It does not matter how many gods you serve. It does not matter how many candles you may light. It does not matter what you may sacrifice for your false gods. It does not matter if you were raised in church and went your whole life. Everyone must be born again. Everyone must come to God through faith and through that narrow gate and the only path that leads to life. Jesus is the way, not a way. Jesus is the only way. And you must come into a right relationship with God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. And no man can come to the Father but by the Son. If you come any other way, Jesus says that you are a thief and a robber. You are seeking to rob Him of the glory that God so deserves. But then lastly, when you look at the Word of God, we want to ask you the question, what are you building upon? Which ground are you building upon? There's really only two differences between these two people that are represented that build these houses from verses 24 through 27. They both build a house. The houses they build give the impression that there is no difference that is listed. Both houses experience flood and wind that beat upon their house. There's only one distinction between what these did. Only one. Was that one heard the words of Jesus and obeyed, and he was the wise man. The other heard and did not obey. This was the foolish man. The wise man builds on the rock. The wise man will listen to what Jesus has taught about entering in at the narrow gate. The wise man will listen to Jesus when he tells us that He is the only way to the Father, and that you must believe upon Him. The wise man will listen to Jesus when He says, except you repent, you shall perish. The wise man trusts his soul to the finished work of Jesus, and trusts in the righteousness of Christ to save him. Then the wise man will then seek to build his life on the sayings of Jesus, and seek to obey the Lord in his life. The wise man who knows Jesus will learn to open up the Word of God and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? The wise man will seek to be righteous within in his heart and righteous without in his life. This man will have stability in his life, no matter what may come his way. This man or woman will be able to stand before the Lord because they're trusting not in their works to hold them up before the Lord, but they built their life and works on the righteousness of their rock, the Lord Jesus, and His Word. The wise man did not just hear God's Word, but the wise man obeyed the Gospel of Jesus Christ and seeks to obey the Word of God in his life. The foolish man built his house or life on the sand. Could you imagine really how beautiful a house may be if it was actually built directly upon the sand at the edge of the water? It would be very beautiful. But once the floods came, once the rain came, once the wind came, it would fall very quickly. However, no matter how beautiful of a house it may be, no matter how wonderful of a paint job a house may be or may have, 
no matter how wonderful the roof may look, no matter how wonderful the interior may look, the house that is not built upon a solid foundation will not stand. My friends that may be here today, ask yourself the question, are you seeking to build your life without Christ as your hope of salvation, without Christ and obedience to His Word? Are you seeking to build your life without obedience to the living Word of the Lord? Listen, no matter how wonderful and great your life may look and be at the moment, no matter how wealthy or wealthy you may be, no matter how long you may live, if you die without entering in at the narrow gate, if you die without receiving a new nature and being made a new tree within, if you die without knowing Jesus, if you die in rebellion to God's Word, then you will fall before the Lord on that last day and receive the eternal sentence of His judgment. You will die in your sins and be cast into the fire. Listen to the words of Jesus today. Do not die foolishly in your sin, but be wise. Hear the Gospel. Repent. Believe upon Christ and serve Him with your life today and start the day afresh, your life afresh, and follow the Lord Jesus in your life. Repent and believe the Gospel or your fall will be great. I like the old song that says this, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils His lovely face, I rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, His covenant, His blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. When He shall come with trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in Him be found, in Him my righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground, listen, all of the ground is sinking sand. Father, use this word today to arrest our hearts and draw us to Yourself. May the lost that hear the word Look to Christ and Christ alone and see that His work on the cross of Calvary is sufficient and is enough. Help them to see that they've been building their life on the sand. Building their life on that which will be swept away in a moment's notice before the Lord. And help them to see that their only hope is through Jesus Christ and that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And help them to trust in Him. We ask that you do it for your honor and for your glory, that they now may serve you all the days of their life and know you and serve you and give you glory, for you alone are worthy. Bring all to faith today within the hearing of these words and do it for your namesake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.